Night on Earth podcast with your host, Jake Weaver. Engineered by Cedric Swan. Hey, everybody. We're back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver. And as usual, we're here to bring you more knowledge, more lights, and more love. Well, I'm back with Sorka McGinnis and the lovely, lovely human beings of not just the pagans of Portland meetup, but also the witches of Cascadia and so many new faces we're going to have another roundtable discussion. It's going to be so amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. But first, before we get into that, I need you to do something for me. Follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That's the address. Please follow me there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you go to get your podcast, please follow me there. You get the notifications, you know when the episode drops. Next time we have Sorka and crew on, you'll know about that as well. And of course, the most important thing, please, please, please tell a friend. Tell a friend that you know that likes these type of topics, that loves spiritual things, that loves the strange, the cosmic, the unknown. All of this really cool stuff. Tell your friends. Midnightonearth.com. Well, I'm so lucky to be able to join these lovely people. We get to talk about really whatever comes to our mind, but we're all similar frequency in the sense that we have an open mind to all different paths, all different spiritualities, and all different philosophies that are meant to help people grow, connect people with nature, and connect people with the divine. This is what we're all here to do. We're, we're all similar frequency people. So we all have these thoughts, these ideas, these things that we've formed about certain subjects. So it's so good to talk about these things in a free form, round table way, because then just things come out, stream of consciousness, and it's so fun. So I'm so glad you're here with us. So I just want to introduce the people that are choosing to participate. And some that are not here right this second, but they'll be back. We'll introduce them when they come back. So let me go around really quick. And I'm going to introduce Scott K. Hello, Scott. How are you doing today? Well, hi, Jake. I'm so glad you're here. This is his first time at the meeting. He wants to learn more. We're here to give him more knowledge. That's what we do. More knowledge, more light, more love. That's what we're here to do. Sorka McGinnis. How are you doing, Sorka? I'm good. How are you, love? Oh, I'm so great. I just love being around you. It's such an amazing energy you have. It's infectious. I want to be at every meetup, but I'm so busy. I have so much going on. But I'm feeling super blessed to be here. Maybe we shouldn't use the term infectious right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'll edit that out. <laughs> It's, uh, it's incredible to be around you. It's uh, activating. <laughs> and we have another participant. Her name is Rachel. I just want to say thank you, Rachel, for being with us today. Hello. Uh, hello, Rachel. <laughs> and Mimi Dixon. Good evening. Ah, Mimi. I love that name. And of course, I can't forget Leisha Williams, who is here. Hello, darlings. All right. So we're here to give people more information. They've been doing this meetup for over 10 years. 
people come, people go. 18 years. 18 years now. So this meetup's been going on for 18 years. People come, people go. But everybody's here to learn and, and gain something from the experience. So you're magical people. You're all magical people. So let's talk about magic and all of its facets. So I'll go around. It's actually good. Let's start with the new guy. Let's start with Scott. What is white magic? What is black magic? And what do you think that means? What does that mean to you? Well, white magic is basically used to benefit others and, and yourself. Well, black magic does damage. That would harm people. Okay. And let's go to Sorka. Sorka's in the middle of something down. Mimi. Oh, my gosh. I'm not the spokeswoman for all Wicca, but to me, it's sort of on a continuum. Okay. I, I don't like to divide things all up so much, but um, I do draw a basic one, and that is uh, that if it's demeaning, degrading, um, controlling, messing, effing with someone else's free will... Um, then it's black. Uh, to a lesser extent, gray. Gray magic can be doing some benefit, but still doing a little controlling, and that's a real, that's a real gray area. And hence, gray magic. <laughs> Green magic is talking about the earth, but to me, all wick is about the earth. Okay. All witchcraft is about the earth, and it, um, the beauty of it is that it, it's back to the, the, the sentience in the spirit of the earth, and the energy and power of the earth, and it's also really. A lot of women are attracted to it because it uh, elevates back the uh, sacred feminine from its, you know, I could go into the patriarchal and the uh, thing between the, uh, you know, the saint or the whore in Christianity. Yeah, we just did an episode on the divine feminine actually just a couple episodes ago. So it's, it's really empowering for those of us. Who are awesome. female. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And for men too, because it frees them up from other things. Well, unfortunately, you know, we have lived in a patriarchal dominated, dominated paradigm for centuries, perhaps millennia. Millennia. But the balance is returning. The balance is returning. The divine feminine is becoming more integrated into mainstream society. It's becoming more... I don't want to say normalized because it's more normal than something that could be normalized, but it's coming into mainstream consciousness more and more. And eventually it seems like we'll get back to that balance. We just had somebody joining us. Somebody who was here on the previous episode. I want to introduce you. Tell me your name again. Liz. Liz. Tell me your last name. Fugate. Right. That's very interesting. I actually had a memory of you. Um, just the other day, I was driving down Fugate Road, and I, I said, and this name popped in my head. It said Liz Fugate. I was like, and I was like, and I was like, who is Liz Fugate? I was like, why do I know that name? Of course, it was because she was an amazing contributor to that episode, the Pagans of Portland episode. Thank you for joining us, Liz. Super appreciate you being here. We're just talking about magic right now. We're talking about white magic, black magic, and, and all the various components. So we're going to shoot over to Sorka. I think she's, she's ready for me now. So let's talk to Sorka. White magic, black magic. Tell me all the different magics and what they're about. It's just one magic. There's just one magic. What does that and mean? It's um, defined as different colors depending on its intent. It's like, like electricity. 
And so essentially, it's like a polarity. So it's just it's the same thing, but just different degrees of separation, right? You could be at the highest point. Okay. It's all intention. I mean, like electricity can be used for all kinds of good things, like recording this, or it can be used as a, a me- method of killing somebody. Yeah. Right. Right. Interesting. Um, so yeah. magic is just this one field responding to the intention of the user. Yes. And we talked about other people's opinions about what black and white magic is. So if you're doing That's just it... just a definition. Right. And, and so those parameters, though, the white magic, the black magic, the gray magic, those have been around for a long time. Yeah. I mean, people have used them. So there are just certain behaviors that would fall into the spectrum of magic wherever it is it could be on the darker side the lighter side or the gray is this beneficial or is this detrimental to people to earth to anything right so if you're making something if you're making a choice that's selfish if you're making a choice that's like like Mimi said controlling someone else that would be considered black magic but the magic could be then what would you define magic as? An energy, like, like electricity is. And I think that what makes it magic is that we can't really define it and that scientists don't know exactly what it is. Nobody knows exactly what it is. But what that's about- why it's a mystery. But what about will? Where does will come into play intent, when you're using will. Okay, you will and intent. So will and intent are the and same. Necessity. Necessity. Is part of it as well to make it work. Okay. And it doesn't work like in Harry Potter at all. Right. <laughs> I wish it worked like in Bewitch where she wiggled her nose and her house was clean. You know? right. <laughs> that Wouldn't would be that be the best amazing? Thing ever. It doesn't work like that. It's more like a nudge. But where does the magic come from? It's everywhere. It's woven into the fabric of universe, in the universe. Yeah, it's just there. And part of being a witch is being able to sense it. Ah. And utilize it. We don't make it. Right, but you can sense it. We can sort of sense it. And but then, it's an imperfect science. And then you could focus it with your intent. Exactly. Wow. This is amazing. So... Um, let me ask you, Alicia. Let me scoot over to Alicia. Sorka, that was incredible. Let's scoot over to Alicia. What do you think? Well, I am a newcomer. Okay. As just, we are. Yep. Yeah, I'm learning myself. Um, I've always known I've been a little different, but uh-huh. um, I agree with what everybody has said so far. I think that um, black, between white and black, has everything to do with what's inside of you, who you are, how good you are. Um, how much you love humans, and I love humans. Me too. I do. And um, no matter how wrong they may do to me, I keep going back to them, and I can't think of anything wrongdoing. So um, I'm into the earth, and I'm just learning myself with gardening. Yeah. I'm loving it. Yeah, I uh, was a cannabis gardener for a really long time. Yes, well, so we're I, getting, my husband and I as well. Yeah, yeah. That'll really connect you with the nature yeah, energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 really healing to it get is. in touch with that 
bigger field of energy than so nature. big it's so big and um i so love god and my universe the universe has so much to give if you're willing to um accept it you know it really does um just let yourself just give it up yeah just give it up and it will take care of you isn't that interesting yeah. how that works? It's like yes. once you surrender to the understanding that the divinity is there to take care of you. It's hard, though. It's hard because, you know, we all have um, tensions of, you know, being grumpy or being um, negative. But if you try to wake up every day and be positive, which I have a hard time, but I do, you know. Sure. Then, um, yeah, it will, it will pay you. And everybody deserves happiness every single day. And that same way with witchcraft and stuff. Um, I only know white. That's all I can say. Right, I right. I only know white. Right. Thank, thank yeah. goodness. I mean, I personally have never delved into black magic. I don't think I no, ever will. No. I look throughout my life and I've probably made some gray magic moments where maybe I what? twisted Sometimes some things. I want to, but you know, because yeah. I'm mad. But, you know. <laughs> Wow, you know, you make those gray magic moments yes. when you do something, you twist some things for yourself. Yes. You know, it didn't hurt anybody, yes. you know. Like, that's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, why do people say that humanity is a virus? I don't think anybody here is from the humanity is a virus crowd. Like, are we a virus or are we like creation of nature and the divine and, and the universe? B? B. Why, yes. Mimi, tell me why. Uh, well, we're part of the universe. I mean, we arose with it. It's in us. It's, we're part of it. I don't think we're a virus. I think that our uh, ability to conceptualize and focus our intention makes us po uh, potential good and potential harm to the earth. And a lot of harm's been done to the earth. I know. We do have a lot of work to do to repair it. But so, in a way, you know, I, could so, I could see the argument that we're a virus because of that. But I don't believe that about people. No, I don't. I don't think so either. Rachel, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> Let me scooch over to Rachel here. Are we getting into transcendentalism and anti-transcendentalism here? We can get into whatever you want, actually. Whatever you want to add to the mix, like we're you're, we're here. I believe people are inherently good. I do too. Yep. Good is more prevalent than yeah. negativity, and often negativity is the result of how people react to the world around them. Yeah, and it's also a product of their environment, too. We, we don't know the circumstances of a person's life that led them to be a negative person because they probably weren't that way as a little baby, you know, crawling around. Well, we all started out that way. I think what happens is along the way we get misled, uh, deceived, misdirected, uh -huh. and it leads to such unfortunate outcomes and even unfortunate personalities. Yeah, and you have to be compassionate for those people. It's hard when people are hurting the earth, they're hurting other people, and they're even, of course, they're hurting themselves, but it's hard to have compassion for those people. But as spiritual beings representing the earth and representing the universe, we have to have infinite love for all those people. It's part of the human lesson. It's part of the human experience. But man, is it hard. Well, I think if um, you keep the negative is negativeness going on, that's just what you're going to keep creating. Right. And um, 
I think of all kinds of things to stand up and want to show a difference, you know. As long as one person sees me doing a difference, I believe that it might continue on and on and on. Yeah, it's, it's an energy. one person. Right. Just one person. That's yeah. all. Because if we all do it, it incrementally adds up. Yeah. And then yeah. the effects of that one situation could have That's ramifications you have no idea. Yeah. It could yeah. be bigger than you could possibly imagine. Definitely. But with all this love and light, you know, black magic, people using magic, we could say, for negative intentions does exist. So... Tell me situations, guys, that you've experienced in, you li- in your life where you are exposed to people using magic in a negative way for negative intentions. You know, the best way to get through and beyond other people's negative intentions is to laugh at them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any, any negative entity, like if you've got a haunting in your house, do anything that makes you joyful. They feed on fear. Of course. And your fear is um, a negative energy, which is why they'll try to frighten you. Um, so sing, make love, laugh, sing hymns if that makes you feel better. And they will not stay around because they'll starve. Right, there's nothing feeding them, like there's you're saying. feeding them. But in your life, Sorka, have you ever been exposed to or seen anyone using what people could consider black magic or, like you said, using magic in a very negative, selfish way? Well, nobody's going to be doing that out in public where other people are going to see them. Um, I've seen people who are really negative and use negative energy. Uh-huh. But it's just part of them at that point. Right. It's, it's morally interpersonal and also in a singular sense versus affecting millions of people. I just focus on positive energy and they usually go away. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Mimi? Have you ever experienced people using black magic where you noticed it, where you were kind of... No, not directly. No. Not directly. I do okay. believe in spiritual evil. Right. And I've had experiences that were funky. Okay. But, you know, just like Sorsha says, you know, you bring in your your goodness you bring in your sacred goodness you stay positive that's the best we have a a a sacred right to be here on this plane and anything that comes in to feed off of us or mess with us does not really have the same right that we have and there are things you can do you know there's yeah tell me more what what can you do to protect yourself besides there's lots of different things i like what sorsha said yeah i have particular things to me that aren't necessarily Universal, uh-huh. but basically it's like, okay, let's say that you believe in a God, you believe in gods, you believe in goddesses, you believe in angels, you you know, whatever it is, and especially if you've had positive experiences with the sacred energy in the past, bring in whatever, your ancestors, bring it all in and say, protect me, protect me, and, and you know, stand up and know that you have a place and this 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 whatever it is that's troubling you in your house or your life or whatever does not you know if it crosses over that weird line where you got that weird you feel it you know it's a weird vibe um, like I said I've never known anybody to uh, in front of me do anything that was what I could construe as black magic right but you know how to protect yourself I certainly from do. these entities yeah, from that not, energy it's not as hard as you think dabbling in it is the thing that uh, is uh, 
the biggest, stupidest mistake that people do because they're curious and they, you know, dabbling in it can open doors that you don't want open. Right. And it's dabbling in it. Would you consider something like a Ouija board or just being very inexperienced or? Absolutely. I would not deal with the Ouija board. No, I shouldn't be in the toy department at a store. I always thought that was I a little like strange. No. Do you have a Ouija board story? I do not. Oh, okay. I was gonna... Oh, a story? Yes. Not a Ouija board. No. Oh, oh, Liz, Liz Fugate. Here we go. Liz wants to say something here. I have a confession to make. Okay. Go ahead, Liz. I summoned a demon. Oh my God, she summoned a demon, ladies and gentlemen. Tell me more. Tell me. I summoned a demon and I don't know how to get rid of it. Oh my God. Okay, how did you summon a demon? Tell me tell me the par- the bullet point story. Uh, I don't even really remember. Was, uh, there was a mirror involved. Okay. Were you in a trance a state? Were you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I I just been like trying to figure out how I could get what I want, and I. How did you summon it? You you still you, you were in a trance. You saw a mirror. How do you know it's there? Well, I I I mean I did this with intention. Okay. And I I regret it now. Why yeah. did you, what was the point of doing that? The point of doing it was because I wanted I wanted money so I could bring down capitalism. <laughs> but isn't money a byproduct of capitalism? It is. So it, I wanted to take it down from the inside out, you know? But tear its guts out, like kay. eviscerate it. But now you wish you wouldn't have done it. Well, now you wish it. I don't know. You don't know yet. I don't know, because I can't get rid of it. Or maybe I can. Maybe I can. I'm pretty sure I can. Yeah, of course I can. But I actually know somebody that I want demons. to. But the thing is, I need to figure out how, and so I'm learning. Well, I do know somebody directly that removes demons for a living. Oh, and spirits. Uh, wonderful. Yeah, Archbishop James Cloud, episode 13. Okay. He lives in Beaverton. He's a world-renowned uh, exorcist. And Wonderful. So, you know, I can put you in contact with him. Oh, that would be... If you be, want to talk to him, he's that would be helping people perfect. for free. You know, he does oh, it that for would be free. perfect. Because he, he is also a mental health expert. Ooh. So he diagnoses people first to make sure. He's like, okay, yeah. do you have a demon or oh, are yeah, you crazy? Yeah, no, then, I, I appreciate that. And then once he determines that, then he goes to the next level. That's perfect. And says, oh, wow. I would love to meet well, this person. Let's talk about that more, but I want to talk to Mimi. <laughs> no, I want I to talk to Sarka. To. I, I, I was trying to banish it, actually. So, as wait, I, I want to know, here. though, how do you know it's still there? Is it here right now? Uh, I mean, it lingers off in the distance at all times, but... Because we're all skeptical, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I push it away. I push it away, push it away. Uh, yeah, no. I, well, did you get the money? What did you get the money? Um, in the future, I am, and yes, and no. So okay. yes, in increments. So it's been coming. It's been happening. So it's the money's happening. been showing up randomly, in a way that yeah. wasn't going to come in normally. Kind of. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Wow. Well, 
I want to talk to these guys about Ouija boards. Hold that okay. thought. Okay. We're going to come back to you. Tell me more about this. Okay. I, I have all these lovely ladies, including yourself, Liz but Fugate, to talk to. I'm not saying I... Um, <laughs> I'm not saying that I am... Uh, giving a push to black magic. No, 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 no. I'm just saying So, did you I feel have like that's accidentally Accidentally? And, well, not so much accidentally. I have mistakenly and regretfully uh-huh. summoned demons. Oh and <laughs> dabbled in the black. Right. But in a way, you could say that's almost like gray magic, right? Because you felt like capitalism was evil. Yeah. You wanted to take I it mean, down. Yeah, I was trying to like use the intention use wasn't the really black for the good for the white. Uh-huh. You know, use the dark for the good. But then, now you're you're still I not mean, sure yet. Still unsure. I don't know if I'm in over my head or not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> okay, we're going back to Ouija boards. Thank you, Liz. That's incredible. We're gonna talk to you more about this. Okay, we're back to Ouija boards. We're going to hear a Ouija board story from Sorka and Mimi. Okay, here we go. Sorka McGinnis, her Ouija board story. I've been a witch for 60 years. Okay. I have never summoned a demon. I wouldn't. It's a dangerous way to start. You have to know exactly what you're doing, and nobody does. Right. Nobody knows exactly what they're doing with, with demons. And I suggest you stay away from a Ouija board if you're approaching it like it's a game. It's even though it's made by a games company. I know, isn't that amazing yeah, how they don't play very strange. with a Ouija board. Have you had experiences? Oh yeah, I've had lots of experiences with Ouija board. A Ouija board is a piece of cardboard. Of course. It has no power on its own. Right. All it does is it helps you focus. And if you're focusing on the wrong thing, and if you don't know what you're doing, it's easy to focus on the wrong thing, then you will have some problems. You have to know how to close it. Close the doors you open before you open them. You need to be with somebody who knows what they're doing. Right. And even though I've done it for decades, I don't bother anymore. Why is that? I don't need to. Right, you advanced past that yeah, point. Um, but it served a purpose at one point it for did, you. did, yeah. And um, we actually had a beneficial reactions to it at the time. So you opened the, you opened the portal, you got information that helped you at the time. At the time. And you closed but the portal. With the help from other spirits who are very good who we've known for a long time and then they they said now you need to close that these people coming through are not good and they wouldn't even talk to us our our good spirits said just leave us alone right now because we don't want to bring anything negative in with us whoa so so that's how I learned how to fight negativity with laughter so would you just recommend not using a Ouija board at all? There's other tools. There's other ways I would, of divination. But I also recommend not giving it any power by saying, oh, Ouija boards are evil. No. 
Ouija boards are just pieces of cardboard. They're not evil unto themselves. However, they can facilitate um, unwise expeditions. Right. And, and inexperienced people like kids just opening up these that's, that's, portals no, and they and they even they think they summoned that. a good spirit and they're just being messed with. Yeah, well, let's go to Mimi Dixon here. Kids are particularly vulnerable, too, because they're curious. Uh-huh. They're, still, they're still open. Uh-huh. Um, it's like, this is how stupid it is. It's like, let's run through an unknown neighborhood at night and fling open a door and ask whoever it is to come out and answer your question. It's like that, only dumber. Right, because right. it's so much more powerful. And I, I kind of worry that we're talking about it because it's making it sound sort of like, ooh, dangerous and sexy and glory and stuff. And I'm, it's really, there's other things people can do. You know, they can work on, they can learn to do energy work. They could use, I would even say that learning to use an oracle. Like the oracle cards and things there's like that? lots of different types of oracles. They work in the same way, uh-huh. you know, and uh, they're fun. And if people are experimenting with stuff, I'd bypass the uh, lottery for what's going to come through your little portal into your dimension and just, you know, do something else with the, with the So there's other ways to do direct work to create a direct contact yeah, with high-frequency beings versus attracting... high-frequency what? Beings versus oh, attracting lower-frequency. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Okay, good. Have yeah. you had any personal experiences where a Ouija board scared you? Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. Oh, God. I don't want to. They were horrible. <laughs> they weren't all horrible, but there were a couple of really terrifying ones. And one of them was very tricksy. And it sounded really nice at the beginning and asked us to do some things. And we were running around the house doing what the thing asked. And all of a sudden, looked at each other and said, what the hell are we doing? And we went back and said no. And it completely... And it started being really abusive and angry, and yeah, oh. that was pre Wicca for me. That was a long time before. That was being young and dumb. But did that help activate you on your spiritual path, on your personal journey? I'm not sure that it did. It terrified me. Uh, <laughs> Might have made you go the other direction. <laughs> I think it, 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 it came a little older when I was looking at my situation in life and seeing what is it that I can. What is it that I have control over or not? And I don't mean control over other people, but within my own sphere. Because my physical self, my emotional self, was not safe. I couldn't change my circumstances because I had kids. But right. I could change my work on my spirituality, and it gave me a lot of sustenance. Love, healing, uh, visions, the whole bit. So it was like, it was like a lovely... Uh, tactile reality for me. I mean, right away. Okay. You know? Once People you... develop in different ways. But yeah, was, for sure. That was my reason for coming to it. Okay. And uh, what about you, Leisha? Tell me about your spiritual journey. How did you come to magic and Wicca in this part of your life? I did a Ouija board with my friends. Uh, I think I was about 10. Okay. And I'll never forget it. We're sitting in on the floor in my room and we're drinking Slurpees and we're playing around and um, I've always, like I said, known things around or whatever, but I took a drink of my Slurpee and it spelt out cold. And so I just kind of knew then to, um, I don't, of course being so young, I, I don't, 
I didn't shut it down or anything. But as I grew older and now, I know um, that it wasn't good. Right. Yeah, it just wasn't good. I haven't touched one since. Well, what about spirituality in general? When did you start to develop your own personal connection? I was agnostic for many years. And then when what switched you out of that? Um, I was walking down the street one night, and I was crying. And um, my life just felt really bad. And... um, I just said, if there's a God, please let me feel you, you know? And the rain stopped, and I'm not kidding. The rain stopped, and my crying stopped instantly, and I believed ever since. Wow. And it's just, it's beyond religion, right? It's something bigger than religion. It's something bigger. I did not believe in a higher power. At all? At all. Oh, wow. And I do now. Oh, that's amazing. Um, Isn't that amazing? Yeah, unbelievable. Um... That's all I can explain. Yeah. About. I mean, it's just yeah, it was it was wonderful. Well, what about you, Liz? Uh, you, you, you seem like a spiritual person. I am. You're summoning demons, but you also have so much good qualities. Yes. You know, you're doing all these things. Oh, of course. When did you become an activated person? When did you start to delve into spirituality and, oh and, and magic goodness. and stuff? What was the trigger? <laughs> what was the big trigger? I mean, I've always been into it. Okay, since you were very little. I. I, I can't remember what triggered it, really, um, but certainly being, hmm, no. Was there a time in your life where you, you felt something for the first time, when you felt magic for the first time? Well, I mean, I do remember when I was seven going to the theater to watch Fantasia. Uh-huh. And that just opened you up to all this potential. Maybe a little bit. That was the first scene. a little bit of Mickey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I loved music, you know? Right, right. Uh, so that was, that was something. And then, you know, when I was 11, I was really into history and exploring that that connects to my past lives. See. So those things were like the first foundational moments for you. That was, that was kind of like your first steps. Uh, what about you, Mimi? When was the first time that, that you felt magic in your life? Where, where you noticed something that was not just like a spiritual experience, but it was something where it was actually changing reality? That's a good question. I'm going to have to think of that for... Okay. For a while. I'm going to have to think Okay, ponder that. that. Sorka, are you ready for that question? When was the first time you felt magic in your life where it activated you and it helped you become this person 60 years down the road? Yeah. You know, what, what was that initial awakening experience? I always knew I was a witch. Okay. Um, you know, watching Disney movies. <laughs> That's what Liz just said. And it was the witch I associated with, not the princesses. Um, And she was a woman who had her own power. Right. She didn't need it from the prince. Right. Uh, And so that's just the direction I went in. But I also had a family that had the sight. Really? What you mean? Uh, uh, psychic? They're all psychics. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So okay. They never shot it down. 
And I think that's the difference between families who um, how some people come easily to magic and psychic stuff and others don't. It's because the families either don't shut it down or they do shut it down. And then people have to start all over again. So you came from a family of psychics and they nurtured you. They allowed you to develop your gifts. Yeah, my mother used to take, she'll deny it now, <laughs> but my mother used to take me to watch ghosts. Really? In this manor house near our house. And there was this lady, the white lady, who walked on the roof at night. And now she says, oh, no, no, no. That was just a lady in a nightgown. I said, Mom, it was 2 in the morning. She's walking on a roof. Wow. So you guys would watch this ghost. Yeah. Walk I've seen around. lots of ghosts. How, how old were you at that time? Five, six? Five. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Mimi, did you do you have a thought yet? Magic in your life? I, I can't really say that there was a defining moment for that. Okay, so it was just a. Magic is all around us. Right. Uh, it's it, you're more aware of it when you're a kid. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Love is even magic. I mean, you know, there's so much magic in the world. Things that actually manifest. You know. Manifestation. Yeah, and. Uh, I, I there's only this isn't really answering your question directly so But it kind of is. No, it's okay. You're doing um, good. But I did want to say to people that self-esteem and intuition go together. If you have really low self-esteem, you might not trust what you feel, what you're experiencing. You need to have you you don't have to have real high self-esteem, but if your self-esteem is really poor and broken, uh, trust yourself enough to trust your experiences because that's where your intuition comes from. you got to listen to your intuition, not tell yourself that you're wrong, it's stupid, you're not feeling it. Uh, there's a lot of incoming for, for, a lot of, for a lot of us. I mean, even places can have a vibe like this so much. Uh, you can tell yourself, oh, it's not really happening, this isn't real, I don't know what. It's happening, you know? On, right. You know, it's a visceral thing that your body's in touch with if you're attuned that way and everybody has it everybody has it so you're saying self-doubt having a poor self-image not really? believing in yeah, yourself poor self-image is one thing but if your self-esteem is so bad that you can't answer a question like would you prefer apple juice or orange juice and you don't think that you can come up with the right answer your intuition is not going to be operating too well right you have to have enough to trust your experience and listen to your body Listen right. to your feelings and, and, and trust, your, trust your feelings. That's what your intuition is, is body feelings. So developing your intuition, becoming a more intuitive person is being a more healthy person, mentally, physically. The, the healthier so. you are, the healthier you are, the, mo the stronger your, your power will be, you could say. Yeah, your personal I power. I don't know if there's an exact correlation to that extent, but they certainly go together. I yeah. see. I see. Leisha, do you have any thoughts on that? So many. Let's hear some. That's what we're here for. We're here to inspire people and share our thoughts with the world. 35 countries. So Okay. I just think um, I rely a lot on my intuition. Um, like Mimi was saying, though, um, if you have a low self-esteem, and I'm, I'm working on it, you know, rough childhood sometimes, and, you know, I'm 50 now, and, and I'm not a victim, but, you know, I'm working on it. And, but... My intuition is so strong anymore that, um, I don't know, I just um, 
feel like I, that's what I got to go on. Yeah, for more sure. Than any time um, than my what my head thinks. If, I always point to right here. You know, if it's feeling right there, then that's where I am. And she's pointing at the heart, ladies and gentlemen. This is a audio podcast. She's pointing right more, at her heart. More, the, more of the sternum. <laughs> Yeah, solar, solar plexus. Pl- yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, there is that energy center yeah. there, but there's also the heart brain too, if right. you're aware. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. there's so much information coming from that area of the body. That just came naturally to me. I didn't study this or nothing. Like I said, I'm a newbie. You know. Oh yeah. This is my first meeting. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you're experienced in life. We're all here experienced in life. I love this. I'm just <laughs> on cloud nine, really. But uh, thank you. <laughs> Sorka, did you want to add to intuition and how people can develop their intuition? Um, coming from the family I did, where I got the experience of having my intuition acknowledged and welcomed, I think that's important. That if, you're, if your family shuts you down all the time, you're... The intuition is not going to grow. Right. You're not going to feel any, um, yeah, or confidence in it. Well, let's say you came from a family where they did not nurture your intuition, but you're at a stage of life now where you want to develop your intuition. You want to, you want to do more. What are some things that people can do if they're just starting out to do better to strengthen their intuition? It's like a muscle. Okay. Just use it. If you feel it, listen to it and live your life according to it. And I think it's a good idea to catalog those experiences where you feel intuition and you made the wrong choice, but you remember feeling the intuition. So when it shows up next time, you remember that feeling and you trust that feeling. Right? Would you say that's a good exercise? You write it down. That would be a good tool right ladies over here do you, do you guys have anything to add to intuition <laughs> rachel my background comes from a non-nurturing okay. family and who i am has always been very connected sensitive um and the results of non-nurturing and not knowing how to handle being a, a being in a world that discourages that. Um, I turned to substance abuse uh-huh. uh, as a way to be disconnected from what sense- I didn't understand in, in my senses, yes. So you're, talking, you're talking about the extreme sensitivity you feel. Yes. Feeling other people's thoughts, feeling other people's life stories, in a sense. You you feel that when you're around it, but you didn't come from that nurturing family. I didn't come from that nurturing family. So many of us haven't. We're black sheep in a way. You know, we haven't. We're learning as we go. But you turn to substance abuse to shield you, in a way, from yes. all of that information that was coming in. But now substance abuse isn't really a part of your life what do you do for shielding substance abuse will always be a part of my life it's whether i choose to engage in that activity or not right so i am sober for a long time and being here is is part of my journey that i feel is right for me Uh uh-huh and 
I know enough to know that I don't know. So that's one of the reasons I'm here. So what do you do for shielding now? Like right now, like you feel over... Retreat. Retreat. <laughs> is, is my only... Your only option. It's, yes. Okay. It's, it's an ineffective survival pattern that I'm trying to break. Well, after the podcast, I, we're very similar. I'll tell you some suggestions that I have. I dealt with something similar in my life, and I'll tell you some of the things that I use for shielding as an extremely sensitive person. Um, Scott, you, you've been so quiet here as our incredible new guy, but still participating energetically. Do you have anything to say about intuition and, and times you've used intuition in your life? No, I really don't have any kind of experience or insights to, uh, to add. Uh -huh. But you do have a lot of life experience, right? Yes, but not much of it has been uh, good. Okay. I mean, that's why I'm here. I'm here to hopefully to learn something. Okay. Well, you are. You're learning now, right? You've probably well, gained already. And there's so much more. There's so much more. And there's a huge support system of all these incredible, magical, loving people that are, that are here to serve humanity. You know, they're willing, willing to share and help with you. Um, so what else can we talk about? Where should we go with this? What's another topic that you feel people should know in the magical realm, in the witchcraft realm? Maybe things that are trending, that's popular, that, that you... misconceptions that need to be clarified? Yes, all the above. Um, most people have heard of Wicca. Yes, Wicca. Which is just a denomination of paganism. Okay. We're not all Wiccan. I guess with Mimi is... I'm not doing all the, the quarters or anything anymore, but I'd say Wicca plus. <laughs> okay. I'm not Wiccan. Um, I'm just a witch and a pagan. I'm an eccentric witch. <laughs> um, I'd say that's a good, that's a good one. <laughs> Paganism is, a, is an umbrella term. <laughs> Paganism's an umbrella term. Right. For a number of very diverse um, spiritual paths that most of which uh, revere the earth, some revere ancestors rather than the earth, um, and Wicca is one of denomination of that. Witchcraft is not necessarily a religion. It could be seen as one, but it's a craft. So there's a, a process, there's a, a method, you could say, which, with witchcraft that, could, that, that you have to use in order to practice that way. Like it's not just free form. There's actually no, some there's structure the, to it. It's freeform with some structure. <laughs> you know, uh, Wicca has a lot more structure usually. So you feel yeah. like a misconception is is that Wicca is the be all end all. Yeah, but I, I'm going from a British standpoint of what Wicca is. Okay. Uh, in America, Wicca seems to be more like eclectic paganism to me. It, it, it does seem that way. Yeah. And yeah. Wicca in Britain is a much more hierarchical. Is that the word? Um, spiritual path where you have a your your teacher had a teacher who had a teacher who had a teacher and your lineage is very important in in british wicca oh, okay and here it's not that important interesting interesting how did druids work into druids are another denomination of paganism although i don't think that there's a druid 
there is a new Druid religion. But to me, Druids were the priests and the historians and the um, poets and teachers of the ancient pagan Celts. They weren't a denomination unto themselves. And so the, the, the Druid denomination, you could say, is a recent development? Yes. Yeah, I've met these 14-year-old boys who say, I'm a Druid. <laughs> it takes like tw- it took 20 years to become educated enough to be a Druid. Okay, so, so Druidism is very similar to Wicca. It's its own path. It's its own... It's not similar to Wicca. It's just a separate path, okay. a separate denomination. Right, but completely different practices, completely yes. different beliefs. Okay, interesting, interesting. Um, and not all witches are pagan. Right, we did, yes, we did talk about that last time because, yeah. um, you know, everybody has different beliefs and they have different things. But it's all about using this energy that's there. And, My and, mother's a Christian witch. Right. Yeah, there's there's yeah. definitely a contingency of Christian magicians, Christian uh, witch, witches. It's because it seems like that the Jesus story, like it seems like Jesus was the original witch, the original, maybe not the original, but very old. Well, uh, the, kind of magician. He was a magician, yes. He was tapped into all of the... Wait, what's that, Liz? He turned water into wine, yes. didn't he? <laughs> the guy does know how to party. But really, from a, from a psychedelic standpoint, you know, if you take a little bit of crystal LSD and you put it in a giant vat of water, all of that water, you put a little grain, and it turns the entire water into a psychedelic brew. So, you know, who knows what was going on back then. But historically... The Jesus story, when he went to Egypt, he lived about 12 miles from a Buddhist temple. And then on top of that... In Egypt, there was a Buddhist temple. That's correct, yes. 12 miles, thousands, that, during Jesus' time, maybe not the entire Egyptian history, but where, yeah, the, the 18 to 30 years, uh, there was a Buddhist temple 12 miles from where they supposedly lived. And of course, he was initiated into the Egyptian mystery schools. So that's really the root of Christianity. It comes from paganism. It comes from witchcraft. It comes from these ancient mystery schools. But religion has kind of lost its way and kind of changed the original message. Christianity incorporated paganism with Constantine. Right, exactly, yes. And and when Constantine made uh, Catholicism the state religion, the... it became this other thing, but he had to attract all the pagans that were there. So they changed the pagan holidays. They changed the uh, they rituals. And the pagan holidays. They were the Borg. Yeah, the Borg. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's awful because Christians, you know, traditional Christians would tell you that Catholics aren't Christians. They're like Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses. You know, they're just another fractal kind of d- thing that, like the evangelicals will tell you that yeah but yeah they're not the traditional christians the catholics are but what was christianity around prior to catholicism could you think about the there gnostics was no christianity prior well, what about the gnostics though and the first 100 years after jesus died when you know you had the apostles traveling around i mean they had a completely different wasn't paul the uh, or peter 
the uh, first pope. I don't know enough about I, that. I think I he was. He was the first pope, and so. But they did kind of, you know, they banished the Gnostics, you know, who had yeah. a different interpretation. They had even a goddess figure of Christianity, Sophia. Yeah. You know, we talk about well, that. the Jews had a goddess figure as well. Yeah, she Shekinah. Asherah. Oh, Azra. I was thinking Asherah. of she Shekinah as well, I think. Yeah. They, you know, they had that. But then, of course, it got banished. The goddess yes, component right. got banished over history. But so that, so what about you ladies? Is there anything that, uh, that you feel like people should know about magic, about witchcraft, things, something you can give people that are listening that maybe you feel like could benefit them? I'm not sure. I, you know, I'd say trust your, trust your feelings and get in touch with your feelings. Sit with them and be quiet and be compassionate and honest with yourself about what you're really feeling. You'll get a lot of insight into yourself. Uh, and if you haven't grown up as a sensitive person, we're all sensitive. Uh, but if you haven't grown up with that being nurtured, um, don't despair because it is like a muscle, like Sorsha says. And uh, you've certainly developed other things, like say that you were in a, you're traumatized and you became hypervigilant. There's a flip side of that vigilance. There's a sensitivity and a focus there that you can also use in your intention and your magic. You just want to, you just, you just don't want to be hurting yourself or other people. Right. Know? So we're all sensitive. We all have this ability, but you have to take control of it. You don't want other people to control and you. I and wouldn't worry so much about control. Go ahead, sir. But not everybody should be a witch. Really? Right. right. We're not like Christians that think everybody should be Christian. Not everybody is on that spiritual path. And we're all on different places on our spiritual path. So different paths. So, so most what, people should not be Christians. So what, be witches. Uh, what, what do you think are some indicators for a person to let them know that they are on the path to witchcraft and that, and that type of paganism in that world? That kind of interest. They have an interest in it. Uh-huh. That's like, the first, first indicator. Yeah, that it intrigues them. They're attracted to it in yeah. some way. So you, they As, should follow that. If they feel like it. <laughs> I, I have discouraged most pe more people from being a witch than I've encouraged. Right. Because it's such a specific path. It really yeah. is something not, not to be taken trivially. It is not easy. No, uh, no it's not easy. It's not going to make you more friends. You're likely to lose friends. <laughs> You're likely to lose family members. Right. It, and, and is it because they're not okay it's, with your lifestyle or is it because your yeah. frequency just shifts and you're, you're no it's because they're not okay with it they've heard misconceptions from their churches that which is a satan worshipers most oh. of us don't believe in satan i know i kind of I, I realize that yeah. yeah it's really interesting how um, that is and we certainly don't worship negativity right yeah. But you would, you know, there are people out there though that are using magic. They're using their intentions for very dark, negative things. Sure. I mean, they're out there. I wouldn't hang out with them. No, no. But I mean, we, we have. And if they tried to mess with me, they'd be sorry. That's for sure. That I definitely believe. But Lisa, did you want to add anything to that? Well, um, I wanted to have a chance to ask Scorsia about. Um, telling family and stuff because she just hit it right on the nail 
Um, I come from a family of witches, but my mom, on my mom's side, and she knows, but she won't accept it. And so it's hard to... I'd avoid using the term witch and pagan, and I would just explain what you believe. Yeah. And then they freak out when they hear words. Yeah. Preconceived notions of what witch and pagan mean, and it's not accurate. So just tell them what you believe. Say, I find God in nature. Just be strong with it. Yeah. Yep. Because and one last thing, our oh, energies sure. are so awesome. They're yeah. so strong. Yeah, the human they being. They affect so much in the world, and yeah, just just one energy and all these energies right now. It just feels great. Well, I, yeah, you guys are all amazing people, powerful people, and it's so cool to be around you guys because you know we're. We're helping people. At the end of the day, you know, it's free form, it's stream of consciousness, and we're bouncing back and forth, but the information's coming out. It's helping people. People are going to listen. They're going to gain from it. Gain what they need. <laughs> if anybody listening has questions, ask Jake and he'll get the messages to us. That's right. You can email me, contact at midnightonearth.com. Email me next time we do a meetup like this where they invite me and I'm allowed to come. I'll have all of the questions that you submit, and then I'll, we'll talk to these wonderful people or, or whoever is there at the time and get their thoughts on that. Yes, Rachel has a question. Um, what should be done to prepare yourself before dabbling in things you don't necessarily understand? Like Ooh, any kind of casting or candle magic, um, any of that. Because there's so many potential for negative consequences if you don't know what you're doing. So what should you do to prepare for taking would, that next step? I wouldn't start off with doing magic. Me too. As, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to learn about ethics, about history. And about energy. Just develop your energy. About herbs. So, like, people say, oh, I'm going to be a witch. What's a good spell to start with? None. So really, so, so really preparing yourself would be um, asking, uh, you know, just kind of, like you said, doing history, learning, uh, figuring out where the root of all that comes from first before you practice it. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you're going in blind. Or before you do magic. Yeah, because, you know, yeah. We, we talk about that in the psychedelic community that you have to educate yourself, you have to understand these psychedelic drugs and, and what other experiences are before you take the plunge. Sometimes taking the plunge can be okay, you know, depending on the circumstances, but it's better if you have the knowledge, the history, the understanding. Exactly. So then when you go into those dimensions, when you start to expand, you get bigger and you're learning more and you're growing, you have that context, you have that frame of reference. So you don't get scared, you don't get lost and you don't allow yourself to go to those lower frequencies that are going to stop your development. So that, that's something we talk about in the psychedelic community as well. It's all magic. It's all yeah. the same thing. And that was what I was told back in the 60s. When you're going to get loaded, do it with somebody you trust. Yes, yeah, set, safety. setting, love. Safety, but also be aware that when you are altered that way, your crown chakra is blown open 
Right. So, you know, there's that to think about. I've had many, many, many yeah. crown chakra blown oven experiences. That can, be, that can be potentially wonderful or potentially, uh-oh. Yeah, it's very, you're kind of riding the edge depending on the yeah. potency, depending on the experience. That's why it's so important to have that experience. That way you're, you, you don't fall into those traps. And it's important to have something to call upon that's strong and good. Whatever is you, something you experience is really strong and good. You know, it could be angels, it could be gods, goddesses, uh, in, uh, uh, ancestors, uh, yeah, spiritual guides, your, your guardian angels. I know I'm talking angels and people might be confused. No, no, not on this show. Okay, yeah, <laughs> okay. We've had a lot of angel episodes already yeah, and yeah. people are well educated. But, I mean, with, with the witchcraft and angels and stuff, but you know, it's... It, Angels predated Christianity, and I don't have a total, I don't have an issue with uh, Jesus, I do have an issue with the church. Of course, well, the modern Christian church, I mean, you know, like me and Sorka were talking about, the Gnostic, the original version is so different, and there's mistranslations, there's misinterpreted metaphors, there's all these things that have been lost to history. Yeah, but baby pe- versus bathwater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they, they've created something that maybe wasn't the original intention. Or s- somewhere buried under all the shit, if you can filter it all out, then you might be able to gain something really positive from... If you get back to the, the central focus of most religions, it comes down to the golden rule. Loving each other. Yeah. No, do unto others as you... Yeah, you want to be treated. Yeah. yeah. And every religion has that. Yeah, it's a... Not different words, but... It's the a common thread. And if people would focus on that commonality rather than on the differences, uh-huh. we'd be in much better shape. I think so, too. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the future. You know, we have more time. We got another... about. You know, if you guys are more willing, we got another 20 minutes or so. But let's talk about the future. Where, where's Earth headed? Based, you guys are all powerful people. You're intuitive people. You have this information inside. I feel it. Tell me where you think we're going as as a species, as as a collective, humans, Earth. What does our future look like from your perspective, Sorka? Well, we need to clean up the environment. Damn right, or we do. Nobody's going to have a future at all. And I think that environmentalism is the key. It's the crux of yeah. right now. In order for us to have the bright future that we want, yeah. united future, You've all people t- together. Everybody's got to take the responsibility. With our planet. The yeah. planet is regenerative, regenerative. It is infinite. But the respect has to be there. We can't just plow, 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 pillage, pillage, pillage. I, I tell people that I recycle religiously. Ah, (laughs) I love that. Sorka, Sorka with the knowledge. Mimi, do you have any thoughts about humanity? Where where are we going as a species? Well, I think that as a group, you know, the group uh, social mind changes very, very slowly. And we're at a wonderful point in our country at this point where there's the potential to do a lot of good. There, But it's potential. People... Uh, ah, don't waste it. Right. Don't sit back and expect everything's going to come out all right. Right. You have to do the work. You got to do the work. Yeah. So if you're feeling it, you're sensitive. Don't be complacent. And you feel like you're this leader, this energy. 
center, you could say. Don't be complacent. Get out there and do the work. Don't just, yes, of course, divinity is beautiful. God, the goddess, divinity, creator. It, we're going to have a bright future, but it's not guaranteed. It's not automatic. Right. It's not automatic. We have to get up. We have to do the work that's required of it. It is interesting to see the polarization that's, that's just blatant and out there. It's, uh-huh. A lot of it's shocking and difficult or impossible to, like, take it all in. Polarization of? Of, you know, oh, the systemic injustice. Uh-huh. And the, you see these acts of violence on television. You see people addressing it. I think it's helping the overall consciousness. But never assume it's a done deal one way or the other. Right. Don't you know, get... For me, social justice... I know that, you know, I love the earth. I believe and feel the earth, experience the earth to be sentient and sacred. I think that our way we treat each other is, to me, the most burning uh, issue, social justice. We've got to get this right. Compassion for each other. We can do better by each other. We can do better by the earth. We can not do it all better. Ah. Maybe. That's amazing. We can do it all better. We have a bright future, but like you said, we have to do the work. We can do it better because the human has infinite potential. We can create any world that we want. So why aren't we creating the world that's the best possible earth it could be? Now the time's to dream big and to get involved. Right, exactly. Because it's sort of like, yeah, it's a, it's a point where uh, think, uh, somebody's actions can actually make a big difference right now, one way or the other. Because of how connected we are via yes. social media, via yes. everything. Like yes. one person, words can fly out around the world, just like this podcast, fly out around the world at the speed of light. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Liz, did you want to add something to that? Time travel. Really? Time travel. So you think in the future, time travel is going to be a big situation. Tell me more. Yes. Liz Fugate, tell me more. (laughs) I don't know. What can I tell? (laughs) So let's hear. What do you think is in store for humanity? Where does the the future hold for us? Where are we going? I think... Uh, some of us are smart and some of us are dumb. <laughs> I agree. 100%. <laughs> and I think time travel will be something. So it'll be utilized in the future in, in order to what? Direct timelines oh, and change? yes. To change reality? Oh, yes. Kind of like the Mandela effect on crack or something? If you want to say that way. Because it'll be changing so radically, you'll think it's it's solid, but then somehow people will be messing with the timelines. Uh, I don't want to say too much. Okay, let's hold that. <laughs> we'll come back to Liz. We'll come back to Liz, but... But time travel. Time yes. travel is going to be a part of our future. Leisha. Look for the doctor. <laughs> doctor who? Uh, yeah. Leisha, what do you think? Where are we going as a species? Humans, what can we do? Well... I Where just got going? one simple thing. Um, garbage. Please, everybody, do your part. I'm picking up your garbage. Don't throw it down. Don't just... Care. Care, care. exactly. Care, because everything adds up. You live here on this planet, along with me, and um, do you treat your home like that? I watch people... 
eat out of their cars and throw their garbage out the doors. Right. They're not treating their cars like that. They're not treating their homes like that. Garbage is really um, affecting us big time. And um, just please, just pick up after yourselves. That's all I'm asking. Well, just care. throw your garbage away. Right, care, because like she's saying, your planet, this planet is our home. This is our home. Just because you're outside of your house doesn't mean you can mess everything up. That's something that's been coming up a lot on the podcast. We've been called, I read an article, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Um, I read an article um, a few weeks ago that um, Portland, Oregon has been called the trash city. Is that good or bad? Trash city. Is that good? Because we recycle so much, right? Uh, No, because there's, (laughs) that's funny. We are um, in the um, number five in the nation, I think it said, for being dirty, trashy garbage. Oh, well, it, it used to be better than it was. It used to be clean here. I know. It used to be better than it was. It could yeah. be because of the COVID situation and what we're dealing with right now, right. rampant homelessness. Right. Don't call me on the, uh, I mean, but I read that we are called the trash oh. city. Well, let's let's clean it up, Portland. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is something, like I was saying, that's yeah. been coming up on our podcast a lot, is that our earth is our collective home, and we disconnect from the earth, and we have to reconnect to that huge understanding. That, yeah. But also, a thing that's been coming up is that not only are we a family ourselves as humans, but every being, angels, aliens, all the beings that are out there, we're all multidimensional, interdimensional, we're all just one big happy family. And that's something that was in a way, of course it's always right there, but it was new to me at the time when, when I was talking with this guest about that. And we're just all this one big happy family and we have to reconnect with our family that's out there, our angels. We're, there, there's nothing separating us from each other, really, at the end of the day. The higher beings, the lower beings here on Earth, we're all just this one pool of energy, this one pool of life. And that applies to out in the galaxy as well. So reconnecting with our Earth as a home, but then also a point that's been coming up is reconnecting with all these beings as members of your family, which is such a powerful, powerful thought. What are your thoughts on that, Sorka? I don't think we're such a happy family. (laughs) (laughs) But we can work to being more happier, right? There could be dysfunctional family members. There are people who are anti-environmental. And that's, that's insane to think about. There are insane people out there in the world. Yes, so, I mean, I, <laughs> but some are anti-environmental for political reasons. Oh, which is per, really rooted in personal gain. Yeah. So then that's black magic, right? In a way, you could. Some people would say that. Some people might say anything. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just politics. Self selfishness. Selfishness, yeah. which is awful. Awareness, lack of self awareness in a lot of times it's just you know, they're striking out against something that's really their own issues that they aren't even really gonna admit or try to delve into and just blame other people and try to control things. It's just it's kind of pathetic. So do you think because of those people that people like us are here to help heal the collective in a general sense? Those people, like you said, 
they're lost, they're hurt, they need healing. If they had the correct healing, then they might be able to change their life around. There might be people, high frequency loving people just like us. So that's an awful big responsibility to put on us. But remember, there's free will. Right. There is free will. But is that part of our role? I mean, obviously, we're here to help people. So, I mean, we are all healing. change you wish to see in the world. Right. There you go. You know, Gandhi. Yeah. That's well put. It's not original. I'm sorry. What did she say? She said, be the change that you wish to see in the world. The famous quote from Gandhi. That's that's so powerful. That's leading by example. Right. And that's, and that's exactly how all of us should be living. Yeah, like I said, just one person sees me pick up some garbage. I hope it carries on and on and on. Okay, you know, well. Or, or do or give a hug to somebody or smile, under, smile underneath those masks that we have to wear every single day. We can see the cheekbones up there like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we can see those. Smile under those Well, I, I think I'm going to give up on wearing masks. What I'm going to do is I'm going to wear restaurant tables. I'm going to strap a restaurant table to my back because restaurant tables magically make COVID go away. So you could strap a restaurant table to your back. You could walk around. If anybody says anything, say, dude, I'm at a restaurant table. Clearly, hello. I like, like it. <laughs> I like it. That's good. But, <laughs> you know, and all humor aside, but, you know, we do have to reconnect with each other. You know, it's such, a, such an incredible thing that we're here doing this. You know, we're wrapping up the podcast. That was such a great way to end it. I want you guys to tell everybody out there one more thing before we go. One more thing that you want to tell people that before we go, before we say goodbye to 35 countries around the world, tell these people something before we go. Get a dog. Get a dog. (laughs) Mimi. Uh, Look at yourself. Be brutally honest and compassionate. Know thyself. Know thyself. Rachel, do you have anything you want to leave people with? Not at the moment. Not at the moment. Just, you're happy to be a human. You love those people. Yes. Okay, there you go. Leisha, do you want to leave anybody Just with anything? Just believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. That's all. And Scott, since you're right there, do you want to leave something with someone? Yeah, there is one thing. Okay, the here we go. The most profound thing Jesus ever said was, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. The reason it's so profound is because if everyone was doing that, our social problems would go away. That's absolutely true. They would vanish. Our scarcity, our homelessness, our Our wars, everything. Yeah. Incredibly powerful. Thank you, Scott. Liz Fugate, here you go. This is your closing time. Tell me everything that you want to tell me. Follow your bliss and love the kitties. Meow. Well, thank you guys for joining us. This has been an incredible roundtable discussion. I'm so honored to be a part of this. We'll be doing it again. If they let me back, we'll be doing this again, maybe in six months. Who knows? But people, we'll see you next week. Midnight on Earth.